Hello, welcome to another session of Learn with Veer Sagar. Today we will talk about career planning. How as an individual we must plan or can plan our career. And I am assuming that you are ambitious and you want to get somewhere. So the first thing for career planning is to have an objective. What do you want to become? And then a time frame. You want to become that in how many years? Or what time frame? Now the objective could be immediate. Like I had to get into a project which is non-accounting. And the time frame could be six months. Or the objective can be long term to become a departmental head. And it could be seven to eight years. Or it could be become the director of the company and it could be 15 years. So, and there is no right and wrong. There is no such thing as why do you want to become that? Why is that your objective? And why should you do it in such a time frame? But if you have an aggressive time frame, then you have to make an aggressive strategy. If you have a relaxed time frame, maybe things will go along on their own. Now, having got an objective, the next thing you do is make a box, right? Draw a box, partition it into two. On the left hand side, you write down what's going for me. What's going to help me get there? So what are the pushers? Then what, I going to, what are going to prevent me from getting there? What are the blockers? So I pick the pushers and start seeing how can I build on them? How can I get the pushers to give me a big push? And I look at the blockers and say, how can I move the blockers? Don't try and overcome them. My advice is don't try and overcome them, bypass them, make them irrelevant. If you try to overcome them, then you waste a lot of time and energy in doing that. But making them irrelevant or bypassing them is a much easier option. So I want, when I was in management services, my first objective was to become the departmental head. Now, this is a very bold and I would say pretty outrageous uh, objective because here I was in the finance division, right, in the computer section, a non-accountant and a non-computer guy, knew nothing about computers, knew nothing about accountancy and here I am aiming to become the head of that department in a five to seven year time frame. To do anything, in fact, to have an objective, then now you are a product in the market. You are going to compete with a lot of other people, accountants, computer guys, all kinds of people. So you need to stand. What do you stand for? How do you position yourself? What is your position in the market? If somebody thinks of a particular characteristic, does your name come to mind, right? Or alternately, when something somebody talks about you in a meeting, what does come to mind? What particular skill, what particular knowledge comes to mind? So how are you positioning yourself? Here I will give two little bits of advice in a, in a management system. First, nobody actually knows what you know. So what you know is not important. 
what they think you know is important. So what is the perception? So when you position yourself, what is the perception you are creating about what you know, about what you stand for? The second thing is you do not get what you deserve. Very strange thing to say. You get what you bargain for. Remember this. You do not get what you deserve, but what you can bargain for. I will give you more such learnings as we go along with different talks. So having got this, I position myself as somebody who thinks out of the box, who is very good at creating mathematical models of company situations and, and problems so that we get a result which is optimum. Optimum, optimum utilization of resource or minimum cost or whatever. Using my production management plan experience, I realized that there's money to be made by just playing around with the product mix we sell in the market. So I created a medical model of making the most op optimized or maximize the gross margins that we make for in the company. With that, I started getting a reputation. In the finance division, they love, the boss in the finance division love when he showed them any increase in profit or reduction in cost. So here I was presenting to my boss a mathematical model which says you can increase the profit without doing anything, just by playing around with the mix. They loved that and was presented so nicely that the sales guys loved that. So soon I got a a visibility. I already had a fairly good visibility with the management plan. Now I got a very good visibility as somebody useful. Now the next step is to bank on that. So I started doing things like uh, using the value analysis technique to do packaging, repackaging, cut down costs, looked at the profit planning and said, oh, these products are in short supply. If we had these margins would go up. So so what do I do to increase the capacity? So started creating mathematical models for increasing capacity. And slowly I stood for this. And then one day I get a call from my this finance director. Look, we're setting up a new office in Bombay and they need, they wanted to spend so much money on racks and bins. Can you do something about cutting the cost down? The traditional way would have been to look at the material in from which the racks are made and try and change the material and put a cheaper material or a different material to do the same thing, right? Do something about the height, do something about the width and cut the cost down. At best, it would be incremental cost reduction. I said, no, I will do something different. I created a mathematical model of how much a tire would travel moment it comes to the depot and till the time it leaves the depot to go to the customer. And I wanted to minimize the, the time or the distance spent by the tire in traveling within the depot. Right? And accumulate that for all the tires or all the products in the company. And when I did that, I came to a startling revolution that you do not need racks and bins. Take them out, except for a few products where you can have racks and bins right at the end of the hall. 
You don't need racks and bins and therefore you do not need forklifts. That brought the cost down by a multiplying factor. But it made me very unpopular with the regional manager of that place. He was a very powerful, strong man and one of the best persons I have met. Great man. Right? Very fair, very nice. But he said, this is wrong. So I was again called before the management committee, the highest decision-making body of the company, to make this presentation. And then I was asked, look, is this, do you stand by it? And I said, yes. So when I said that, they said, okay, how can you prove it? Do it in the Calcutta office branch, Calcutta branch, because we are there. So in the weekend, I was given some people. I came and redid the Calcutta office as per my design. And lo and behold, the regional manager of Calcutta didn't want to put it back. He said, no, I love this. Let's keep it like this. So the Bombay office was said to do this. And I was sent to supervise that because the regional manager would have nothing to do with it. But what it did was it brought me tremendously in the limelight. Then I was everywhere. Going, going for all meetings, going for system design, any major decision taken right, in the company, I would be called right, as optimization manager. Then the time came for my boss to get promoted and somebody had to be put in there. But in all my excitement I did, I made one mistake. It was not a fatal mistake, but a bad mistake. I was so focused on this. Uh, my perception of being different, you know, not worried about in, uh, transactions, didn't like transactions. That they said, look, the, the bread and butter of the department is data processing, input and output control. And if you are made in charge of the whole department and you're not interested in this, then the outputs might suffer and which will lead to the processes running to a halt. And to ask you to take interest in that is also unfair. So they came up with the brilliant idea of dividing the department into two. We'll make a separate department just looks after a back, back office and we give you the entire development work. So I became the head of computer division, right? The development portion, non-accountant, non-financial manager by just positioning, creating a perception and going for it. So with that, I'll stop today and in the next talk, next session, I will cover how you went from the department ahead to where I wanted to go and how at the end it fell short. Till that time, thank you very much. This is Veer Sagar saying goodbye from Learn with Veer Sagar.